Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You've probably heard of this, the loneliness epidemic. It's been talked about for a while now. It's not a new concept and it's not a new concern, but the World Health Organization has identified it as a major health problem facing us globally right now. How big of a problem? Listen to this. They have said being lonely has the equivalent impact, negative impact on our health as smoking 15 cigarettes in a day, per day. I mean... That's 15 cigarettes a day is a pretty substantial smoking habit. And we all know what smoking does to our health. So loneliness is that bad? I got a lot of questions. We're going to speak with Dr. Jacques Lee. He studies loneliness and uh, inaugural SREMI or SREMI research chair in geriatric emergency medicine at the Schwartz Reisman Emergency Medicine Institute at Mount Sinai Hospital in Toronto. Dr. Lee, thank you for being here. I appreciate your time. Oh, it's great to be on the air in my hometown of Edmonton. Born and raised in Edmonton, hey? Yep. Excellent. Okay, well, welcome home. This is fantastic. Um, we, we, we talk about this all the time, uh, the, the, the loneliness epidemic. And it may sound kind of crazy to ask this question, but when we're talking about loneliness and having an impact of equivalent to 15 cigarettes a day, how do we define loneliness in that sense? I think we all know what loneliness means, but you know, what's the clinical definition of loneliness, if you will? Sure, and it's important to differentiate. So um, isolation, we measure by how many people do you talk to in a day? Okay. So that's sort of an objective measure, right? Yep. Loneliness is how do you feel about it? So for an example, you can have one really close bestie Yep. and be relatively isolated and not lonely at all. I also give the example of uh, my brother, who's a Buddhist monk, chose a life of isolation oh yeah but you can be surrounded by people who are superficial acquaintances you know on social networks and feel intensely lonely so it's about the emotional state um we are we are evolved we like we know we need to be in groups to survive that's built baked right into our dna so when we're all on our own it sets off alarm bells uh, it sets off physiologic triggers, sort of flight or fight response. We know we're not in a good place. Okay, so that's going to be different, right? Like for me, uh, I, I, I'm perfectly fine being by myself, not continuously all the time. Like you say, I do need some interaction. I've got uh, like two or three people, uh, and that's it. And, and other than that, I'm completely content. I, like, I don't feel like I'm necessarily lonely. Being by myself is not a problem for me. So there's probably different... Uh, levels that affect different people differently, right? We're not all the same. Absolutely. You know, uh, uh, I think two-thirds of Canadians are introverts. They need less social uh, interaction. But I think, you know, for people listening out there, if it hurts, if whatever social network you have feels inadequate, then you're lonely. Gotcha. Okay. Makes perfect sense. Now, 
how does it have the same kind of negative health impact as 15 cigarettes a day? I mean, that's a, that's a pretty substantial smoking habit, which mm-hmm. we know is terrible. So how does it affect us physiologically to that extent? What happens? Well, uh, we don't have a definite answer, but there are a couple of hypotheses. As I said, when you're on your own, um, it, because we're social beings, we've got this fight-or-flight response. Um, the second thing is that when you're isolated, you don't engage in things. You don't engage in things that make you feel good. You might not get out as much. Um, you, and we sometimes will do things, I know, in my own case. I'm watching my blood pressure and my weight for my uh, family and my wife more than I am for my own. Sure, yeah. Uh, that, that I do if I was a bachelor. I would be eating a lot more pizza and <laughs> watching a lot more TV if I was single again. So uh, these are some of the mechanisms. Um, but the evidence is pretty strong. I mean, if you take um, animal models like isolated rats, they show the same types of damage. Uh, there is a, a, a meta-analysis, like putting together all the studies. And it's pretty inconclusively showed that if you take somebody with certain health factors and, com- and compare it to some certain health factors plus loneliness, the lonely people die more often. Wow. Okay. And uh, when you said 15 cigarettes a day, that would be 45,000 Canadians a year who die right now from, from smoking. So we're, we're saying it, it may have a similar impact, loneliness. Unbelievable. Now, when we talk about, you know, this being an epidemic in the World Health Organization, talking about it and all the rest, like when I go to see my doctor, back when I had a doctor, um, he knew I smoked. He'd, know, he'd been my doctor for a long time. And, and everything was sort of viewed through that lens. Like we talked about, you know, oh, you're, you're mm-hmm. a smoker. So do we do the same thing with loneliness? I, I don't remember my doctor ever saying, hey, are you lonely? I mean, th- that wasn't something that came up. It isn't. It, we haven't. Although the literature's sort of been out there for a while, um, we, the medical profession, and I include myself, like I wasn't aware of this until uh, COVID in April yeah. 2020. Um, uh, and so it's, we're not taught it. We haven't made it part of the um, medical education. But you know what? Uh, radio programs like this, the WHO, you know, but we're getting sunlight where there needs to be sunlight now because a lot of people don't know this in the health profession and a lot of people don't know this in their own lives. So it's great we're talking about it. So, so what do we do? I mean, how do you, it's not that easy. It's just saying, well, don't be lonely. Go out and do, I mean, how do you, what's the, what's the prescription, doc? How do you fix this? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't have an answer. I had the same problem. I had a patient who had COVID in April. Well, he got, got it in March, came to the hospital in April. And because if, if people remember how terrified we were at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, just so even though he recovered, he was completely fine. People in the nursing home were terrified of him. So he was locked in his room. Um, they pushed the meals through the door. He had no human contact for six weeks. And it was literally killing him. That's how I first came aware of it. And I realized that, you know, reading about it afterwards, there is no prescription. Now, places like the U.K. and Japan, that they've got a ministry of loneliness in the U.K., and they're working on it in Japan, and we're playing catch-up. So the solutions are going to kind of be uh, at a societal uh, level, you know, um, with, which means uh, trying to set up programs, more community engagement, you know, less diving into our own echo chambers. That's, that's, that's going to be really important. 
and I'm I'm working with uh, an awesome team here in Toronto, uh, where we're trying to see whether getting hospital volunteers to talk to people from the emergency department who are lonely, if that helps them. But you, right now, right now, I don't have an answer for you. Nobody really does. I think I think you know anything we can say is like. Well, we can try some common sense solutions while the science is developing. You mentioned COVID a couple of times. That really made this worse and illustrated the impact of loneliness, right? That was sort of an eye-opener. Yeah, we for our study, we screened over 4,000 older people who left our emergency department. And we did interviews in 1,200 of them. And 60% were more lonely. Um, and 16% of those were moderate to severe loneliness. So it definitely it made things worse. I think what we have to probably understand, though, it wasn't great to begin with. Right. Yeah, exactly. And even after restrictions have have eased, there's still a huge, huge uh, lack of connection in society today. Yeah, there is. And, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with our phone stock, right? I mean, you don't have to actually go anywhere. And it feels like connection and interaction. But like you said, it's not. You're not actually interacting with anybody. Yeah, absolutely. And, man, some of those interactions are not terribly healthy. <laughs> so true. So true. Uh, Dr. Lee, thank you so much for your time today. I really do appreciate you being here.